pray together. So God, here we are at the start of a new school year um, in a situation, in a setting that really does demand a lot of us. And there's so many times, so many days, so many times a day that we just honestly feel like we just don't have much. We wonder if we have what it takes. Um, sometimes we're pretty sure that we don't have what it takes. And then, Lord, we feel that even more when we turn to toward you. Um, thank you for receiving us as we are. Thank you for, for knowing us and for meeting us right here exactly as we are. And I pray that, that right here, this place, just as we are and just as you are, would be our starting point for this year. I pray that we would meet you and know you and love you and go with you into this year so that you'll be honored and so that we'll be blessed along the way. Honestly, we don't have much, but we bring to you the beating heart that we have. And we trust you to make the most of our lives and of these days. In the name of Jesus, that we trust and pray. Amen. Well, howdy, friends. Good to be together. Thank you so much for coming out and for starting the new, the new school year. Um, some of you have been at convocation tonight, and I hope that was a good experience. But uh, uh, I just want to say welcome to your university moment, um, or welcome back for another lap around the track if you've already had your university moment going. Um, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks here at worship talking about two of Jesus' favorite ideas for how you'd spend your university moment. And one of his favorite ideas is this, that you'd spend it with him. And then the other of his favorite ideas is that you'd be sent by him. So we're going to spend some time tonight and next week talking about the connection between being with Jesus and then being sent by Jesus out into your university moment. Turns out that if Jesus has a good idea about your university moment, then it's probably a good idea to, to hear what he has on his mind. Uh, next week, Ryan is going to um, lead, and we're going to take a look next week at the impact that, that we can make because we've been with Jesus. But our starting place tonight is just two or three verses out of the Gospel of Mark, Mark 3, um, just a few verses that, that send us on our way into this invitation to be with Jesus. The amazing truth that Jesus wants you with, with him. Mark 3, would you turn and take a look at that passage? And let me tell you a few things that have been going on before these verses. In the verses leading up to, to verse 13, 14, and 15, we see Jesus bringing the kingdom uh, on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, he's answering that prayer that he prayed. The kingdom is literally coming as diseases are healed and demons are cast out and evil is confronted and the, the good of our God is being spread across the face of the earth. Uh, but then there's a break in the action as Jesus gathers a team of kingdom bringers, uh, others who would come alongside him and join him in the, in the work to bring the kingdom. And that's where our passage picks up tonight. Mark 3, starting with verse 13. So Jesus went up a mountainside, and he called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, designating them apostles that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach 
and to have authority to drive out demons. And then there's a list. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, James, John. And the list goes on all the way down through number 12. So this passage, uh, these few verses, map out four truths for your university moment. Four key truths for your university moment. The first is this, that Jesus wants to be with you. Right there in verse 13, it says that Jesus goes up on a mountain and he calls those he wanted. Now, I know that this verse is talking about then, that group of people then, but it's talking about the same Jesus. And the same Jesus then is the same Jesus now who wants people like you to to come and go with, with him. You see, Jesus called out of the crowd the ones that he wanted to come, and he asked them to climb up a mountain as, an, as, a, as a step toward him that they wanted to go with him. You see, the, the, the point is, the fact is, that Jesus is a real people person. Jesus doesn't want to be a one-man band. Jesus is a team player, and he picks people like you to be on his team. And I kind of wonder how it, how it works, how, how, this, how this scene works, and we don't exactly know. We don't know if Jesus had a list that he had already made, and he called you, know, you, and I'll take you, and I'll take you. And that kind of triggers me back to the playground days of when teams were getting picked and it wasn't going my way. But option B, I think, is more likely how it went. I think Jesus probably said something like this. Hey, if any of you want to come with me, then deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. I think it was more of a broadcasted, open-ended invitation to anyone who would come. And some came. It is so important. Um, Revelation 3.20 speaks to this. It it tells us something. It gives us a glimpse into how Jesus is thinking. It's a a classic passage that goes something like this. Jesus is at a door and he's knocking. And he says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anybody will open the door, if anyone will open the door, then I'll come in and we'll eat. Me with you, you with me, us, together. Key word in that passage is anyone. That's the point where we see Jesus' desire to be with anyone and everyone. This is so important for you to hear, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, grad student. This is so important for you to hear that Jesus wants to do college with you. Jesus wants to be a part of your university moment. So that's the Jesus side of things. But then the second key truth that gets mapped in this passage is is this, that responding to Jesus is absolutely crucial. It says there at the end of verse 13 that they came to him. Those who responded, they they came, they, they went up the mountain to where Jesus was. They responded. You see, being wanted is one side of a relationship, but then responding to Jesus is so crucial there because responding completes and connects the relationship Um, this is a place where they came to him they responded to the invitation and i'd say to you that that this invitation from jesus that they took him up on it's it's less about jesus narrowing the field by picking certain ones and it's more like the field of followers being narrowed by those who would respond responding to the fact that jesus wants you is of critical importance, responding to Jesus. I wonder about me on that day. So if Jesus is up the hill, and I'm down below, kind of on the, on the flat land, and Jesus said, hey, 
come, go with me. I wonder what I would have done that day. I hope, I'd like to think that I would have climbed the mountain and gone up and gone with him. But I wonder if I would have been tempted to stay down on the level ground where things were safe and predictable. A second truth mapped out, a third truth mapped out in this passage is this, that Jesus calls some of us to specific tasks. At the beginning of verse 14, it says that Jesus called this posse of 12, and it uses the word apostles. Now, when we think apostles, we kind of think of that as a synonym for the 12 disciples, and it kind of is, but it means something different. The word apostle literally, technically means one who is sent. You see, Jesus gathered the big crowd, and then he called out of the big crowd the medium-sized crowd, and then he called out of the medium-sized crowd the 12 that he gave the title and the job of being apostles, that he would send them in very particular, specific situations to go on his behalf. See, Jesus calls some to specific tasks. So I wonder what it is about these 12 that made them the ones that got picked to be apostles when other faithful followers weren't picked. I'd say that it was less about their ability and it was more about their availability. It's always less about your ability and more about your availability. I'd say that it was less about their gifts and more about their, their desire to be with Jesus. A fourth truth that gets mapped is this, that with Jesus always precedes sent by Jesus. Don't miss the flow of this passage. That Jesus called them, he named the twelve, and the first thing it says about the twelve, that they might be with him. And then it goes on to say that he would send them with authority to preach and to cast out demons. Being with Jesus always precedes being sent by Jesus. And as Jesus was saying that, surely he had two things in mind. One, he wanted them to come and be with them. And two, he wanted to send them. But it was in that order that they would come be with him and that then he would send them on their way. And both of these apply to your university moments in that order. Coming to be with Jesus, who then turns around and sends you to your campus and to your world. It all starts with being with Jesus. So there are three, three concepts help us to understand this uh, kind of this um, relationship between coming to be with Jesus and then the being sent out by Jesus. And one of those concepts is the word apprentice or apprenticeship. Um, to be an apprentice means that you're learning a skill, you're learning a trade from somebody who is already a master at that skill and at that trade. And you're, you're learning and you're working you're learning and you're serving and you're gaining a skill so that one day you can do that skill on your own. That's part of what Jesus has in mind when he wants you to come be with him even before you get sent for him. A, a second concept that helps, I think, understand what Jesus had in mind is the, the, uh, the idea of co-oping. You know, a semester of school, a semester of work, a semester of school, a semester of work. I'm always interested to hear from from y'all, when you go co-op, when you come back from a, a, from a semester of work, if you still like what you're studying, and if you do, that's a really good sign that in the studying and the working, 
the learning and the doing. If, if that's adding up for you, then that's really good. And that's Jesus' idea, that, that we would co-op with him, that we would come to be with him, and that then we would go out for him, and that we would come and be with him, and that we would go out for him. And the third concept that helps to understand this is what the Bible just calls discipleship. Uh, uh, discipleship means learning everything a teacher has to teach you and then putting it into practice. Learning everything a teacher has to teach you and then putting it into practice in a way that mimics and mirrors the teacher. Apprenticeship, co-oping, discipleship. It's how Jesus invited them then and it's how Jesus invites us now. He invites us to come and have our needs met in him and then to, to, to learn from him and be formed by him and then to be sent by him to carry his very presence into the world. So, Jesus wants you with him. And when you're with Jesus, you then have something the world needs. That's the whole idea. So, three insights into being with Jesus. Uh, one is this, that we can be with Jesus because he made the first move and came to us. Uh, one of the Bible's favorite nicknames for Jesus is the name Emmanuel. Literally means God with us. Jesus came to us to, to bridge a gap that we could never bridge from our side. Emmanuel, God with us. Another insight into, into being with Jesus is this, that, that we can be with Jesus because he invites us to come to him. Sometimes Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Sometimes Jesus says, come follow me and I'll make you fish for people. That's what happened that day by the lake when Jesus scrambled the career goals of some fishermen. <laughs> when he said, come follow me, I've got plans for you. You see, that day then and, and this day now, it's not just that Jesus has a job that he wants to give somebody to do. It's that Jesus wanted to be with them and wanted them to be with him. What Jesus has in mind in giving you a, a, a task, a job, a purpose, is not just to get you to do something for him, but it's to get you to do something with him. And the thing that you do with him would would be a blessing to you as well. So a third insight into being with Jesus is this, that we can be with Jesus because he just makes himself at home in our hearts. Um, homework tonight, take a look at Ephesians 3.17. Read it five times. Uh, let it soak into your soul. It's a verse that says when we trust Jesus, he comes and makes himself at home in our hearts. We can be with Jesus because he just comes to us when we trust him and makes himself at home. It's kind of what happened with Zacchaeus, uh, the guy that got a, had a, a dramatic turnaround, and, and he, he, he had this dramatic turnaround with Jesus, and Jesus gave him forgiveness, and then Jesus said, hey, guess what? I'm going to your house now. Um, a relationship has gone to a whole different level when somebody follows you home into your personal space. And that's what happened that day with Jesus and Zacchaeus, and that's what happens with you and me. When you take Jesus serious on this invitation to be with him, he just has a way of following you home and getting all up in your personal space. Are you okay with that? Because that's part of what it means. That's a big part of what it means 
to be with Jesus. So all these three insights add up, and you get this Jesus who radically wants to be with you so much that he left heaven and took on flesh and blood, and that he gives you a standing invitation to come be with him, and that he even has the audacity to follow you and enter your personal space because his love for you knows no boundaries and his desire for a relationship with you knows no limits. Jesus comes to be with you so that you can be with him. It's what he had in mind that day in Mark 3, and it's what he has in mind for us tonight. Now let's wrap it up with this. Here's what happens when you spend your university moment with Jesus. Let me tell you three things that happen when you spend your university moment with Jesus. One, the hard parts of college life are better with Jesus. I like my chances with Jesus a lot better than I like my chances without. And that's especially true for college. Being with Jesus answers a lot of the anguish of college life with a relationship with the one who made it all, who's the king of it all, and who wants to be with you through it all. A lot of the hard stuff of college is just made better with Jesus. Loneliness? Loneliness gets touched with the presence of Jesus with you. That, that lost sense that sometimes you feel on campus, and if you've been here a week, you've already felt it, that lost sense that you just can't shake gets invited into belonging with Jesus. Feeling unseen and feeling unknown gets wrapped up in intimacy with Jesus. Being homesick for family, for friends, for your dog, for your cat. Being homesick gets eased with Jesus making himself at home in your heart. That, that raw, honest question, who am I, is best answered with the identity that you find with Jesus. When I wonder, do I have what it takes? Being with Jesus rem reminds you that he's given you his spirit. When I think my past disqualifies me, I find a fresh start with Jesus. And because I am with Jesus, my failures get recycled, rerouted, recalibrated, redeemed. The hard parts of college life are just a whole lot better with Jesus. Second thing that happens when you spend your university moment with Jesus is that your life takes on a, the shape of Jesus. Your life is shaped and formed like Jesus. Hey, I want to urge you not to be passive about being with Jesus, but to be active and, and intentional. Be active and intentional let Sunday be a day when, that you orient your week around. Let in other times of worship, like Tuesday or whenever, be points in your week that, that you recenter on Jesus. And never underestimate the impact of daily time with Jesus to shape you like Him. I don't know of anything that accumulates to make more of a difference in the life of a follower of Jesus than daily time 
in prayer and study with you. Hey, there's something called uh, the Lectio 365 app. There are a lot of great ideas for daily devotion and daily time with God, but I want to tell you about this one. It's the Lectio 365 app. Uh, Linda discovered it back in the summer and uh, shared it with me, and it's part of, of, of our practices, and it's just good. It's 10 minutes a day that is just so good. Um, it's in our Instagram story right now if you want to just, just see what it is, and you might want to give it a try. Um, but it's one way to be very intentional, one way to be intentional about time with Jesus so that you get shaped by Jesus. Finally, the third thing that happens when you spend your university moment with Jesus. When you're with Jesus, you get apprenticed and apostled to go have a Jesus effect on the world. When you're with Jesus, you get apprenticed and apostled to go have that Jesus effect. What if you spent your university moment with Jesus? What if you leveraged your university moment into like a missionary assignment here uh, during your college days? And what if then you graduate one day? I mean, not if you graduate. I believe you will. But what if when you graduate, then you leave this place and you go sent by Jesus because you've been with Jesus? Hey, that's the whole idea. So the passage goes like this. Jesus took a break from bringing the kingdom to gather a group of kingdom bringers. And he called them up on a mountainside those that he wanted and they came to him and he appointed some as apostles that they might be with him that he might send them out to to preach and to have authority to drive out the demons and these are the ones he chose Simon James John Andrew Nathan Kelly Ryan and Kat And you are the ones that Jesus chooses tonight. And Jesus would so love to add your name to the list of those who have responded to come to be with him. You are wanted. You've been called out of the crowd. Jesus wants to do college with you and all of your life beyond. So here tonight, would you respond to this amazing love of Jesus? this amazing invitation to welcome him into your university moment. Let's pray about that. Jesus, it's just kind of crazy to think that you would want to be with somebody like me and that you've done what it takes for somebody like me to be with you. First, we just stand in awe of that, of your great love, of your sacrificial action to close the gap so that you would be with me so that I could be with you. And I pray that tonight, this night, this time, this place would be a, a time of starting a new school year, starting a college career, continuing a college career, but doing it with you. So 
So we open up. We want to go with you. We want to be with you. Hear our hearts as we sing this song to you. Pull me in closer, close to your heart. Let me a pure reflection of all you are. Love that is patient. Love that is kind. Love that keeps so 